This is being recorded for the benefit of the usher and greeter team here at Generations Church to help us flow in unity and effectiveness as our church takes another step towards growing. Anything that's not growing, there's a problem. Even though we've reached adulthood, our body continues to produce new cells. When that process slows down, we begin to die and age, and when it completely stops, we're dead. Well, a church is an expression of the eternal body of Christ, and so local churches can come and go, but it's my desire that our church is here for generations to come, and that we are an excellent representation of the eternal church. Not that I think we're anywhere near arriving, but I think it is a worthy goal and a holy vision. Before I dive into the guidelines, I would like to just read a scripture from Psalm 84, verse 10. It says, A day in your courts is better than a thousand. In other words, a day in God's presence, a day in God's court is better than a thousand, as a Matt Redmond song says, better than a thousand days somewhere else. This is all about the presence of God. Our heart is for people to encounter the presence of God anytime they're with us. And it's our desire for the maximum number of people possible, according to the potential the Lord has graced us with, to encounter God's presence through the ministry of Generations Church. So what you do as a doorkeeper is important. Back to the text, Psalm 8410, A day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Now, in the Old Testament temple, a doorkeeper was an honored position, but it was a position of responsibility. You had to make sure the valuable temple furnishings didn't walk off and that people didn't sin there in God's house by taking stuff that didn't belong to them. They were there to guard the offerings as well as to help facilitate people's worship experience. They were there to make sure there was no unqualified intrusions, that people weren't sinning in the house. Well, in this house, Generations Church, we recognize the temple of the Lord is the body of Christ and it's his people. And our building isn't the church. We call it a church, but it's a tool of the church. It's our desire to express God's will in this community as one of the local churches here. And so as doorkeepers, we don't have the responsibility. Obviously, we don't want our equipment and furniture walking off. But I think our duty here is to help facilitate the existence of our congregation as the temple of the living God. And so when people come together, we want them to feel welcome. Every time we come together, we are his temple, gathered in his name, and he is in our midst. And we want, as I said before, the maximum amount of people to encounter his presence. And David basically says he would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God, which is in the most glorious of positions. He'd rather be a doorkeeper in God's house than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I really think he's relating being a doorkeeper as someone who's being near the presence of God. And as members of the New Testament church, we can be near the presence of God no matter where we are. We don't have to wait till the temple of God convenes here on Sunday morning 
and we worship him together. We can worship him on Monday through Saturday and all day Sunday and encounter his presence and enjoy him. Our ministry of greeter, usher is kind of a doorkeeper, but keep in mind it is all about the presence of God. That's the reason we do this. And so I so appreciate you and want to read and express from my heart these guidelines. It basically is entitled Usher and Greeter Guidelines. Thank you for your willingness to serve the ministry of our congregation in this capacity. To help assure our effectiveness, please read and observe all of the following guidelines. If you're listening to this via our podcast, you'll be able to download the notes right off the podcast. Just look for the proper button there and put your cursor on it and click on it, and you can get these notes. But I'm going to read through them. There's 10 things. Maybe you've heard them before. Maybe you were at our recent meeting. I re-edited them today, and I think they're in a logical order now. Number one, if you're an usher and greeter, be sure to always wear your name badge throughout the service on your assigned Sunday. We want to honor you for what you're doing and who you are. And if you have a badge on, a guest that has a need will look towards you for help. If nobody has badges on, they don't know who a member is or who a guest is. And if they see you with a name badge on, they know for sure you're a member and they know you would probably have the answer to their questions. Number two, if you're serving in our 9 a.m. service, Please arrive by 8.30 a.m. and be prepared to serve until 10.30 a.m. Now, our guidelines have always been that our ushers and greeters would serve before and after the service. So basically, we've got two 30-minute bookends on each end of a one-hour service, pretty much. And we're asking that you come prepared to serve 30 minutes before the service begins and be willing to continue to serve. We'll get into what you'd be doing when the service ends. Number three, if you're serving in our 10.30 a.m. service, please arrive by 10 a.m. and be prepared to serve until 12 p.m. And the reason for that is, as I just stated. Number four, after praying together, hopefully everybody's there a half hour before service begins, and you put your name badges on, and you just have a brief word of prayer for God to use you effectively as a team, to serve our guests and members. So number four, after praying together with other team members, begin greeting our guests and members and handing out the Lord's Day Bulletin as they arrive at our front and rear entrances. Now, some guys come in and they're going to want to talk to you and distract you from your job of greeting our guests and talk about anything imaginable and distract you from doing your job. So please just say, hey, can we get together later? I've got to greet our guests today. And by the way, consider being a greeter, and maybe you could recruit them. Number five, this is for the between times between our two services. You know, we're going to be starting a 9 a.m. service and a 10.30 a.m. service. Ask those arriving to attend the second service to not enter the auditorium until the first service is over and all the doors are propped open. Then the auditorium is open for people to enter. I don't want to be up there preaching and people are coming in looking for seats and they're arriving early for the second service. Please 
just as they arrive, welcome them and say, please wait until the first service is over before you enter the auditorium. In the meantime, there's coffee, muffins, our, here's our restrooms, here's some seats or whatever, and make them feel welcome and introduce them to someone, maybe if other members have arrived early, and initiate some conversations there so you can continue to do your job. When the doors are open, then they can go in as the other people are coming out. Number six, help our guests with children by escorting them to our children's ministry sign-in desk, as well as any other guests to the specific areas they might be interested in. If they want to know where the restrooms are, show them. By all means, if they have children, please walk them over to the children's ministry sign-in desk and help them do that appropriately so we don't have a traffic jam of people needing to sign their kids in when it's time for the class to begin upstairs. Number seven, Join us in the auditorium 20 minutes after our service begins. So if it's the 9 a.m. service at 9.20, come on in and join us. If it's the 10.30 a.m. service at 10.50, come on in and join us. Number eight, please sit at the posted usher and greeter seats in the rear of the auditorium and continue greeting our latecomers. So we want our ushers and greeters to be on duty throughout the service. When you come in 20 minutes after the service begins, just have a seat. There at the rear of the auditorium, we'll have signs on seats that say reserved for our usher greeters. Those are your seats. Sit on those seats and just be attentive to whoever comes in those doors and help them find a seat. Number nine, be active in helping our latecomers find seats by getting the attention of those who already have seats so that they can make a way for those who do not. In other words, our members are going to be worshiping. They're not going to be looking around for guests They're going to be attentive to what's happening in the service, and so they're going to need some help by saying, hey, uh, we have some guests here. Can you help us make room for them? That would be awesome. So we don't have guests just walking around feeling unwelcome because nobody's helping them. Number 10, please consider yourself as being on duty before, after, and throughout your assigned services from 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. for the first service, or from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. for the second service. I know we're repeating ourselves, but I'm wanting to make sure that we're being thorough. Be sure to speak to our guests after the service, not just before, but after, and introduce them to other members, especially those members that may have something in common with them. If they've just retired, introduce them to some retired folks. If they're golfers, introduce them to Ralph Quest. If they're a plane pilot, look and see if Steve Joy is with us and help facilitate relationships like that. Otherwise, I'm going to be in the foyer at the end of each service. By all means, if you've met a guest, bring them to me and help me meet them. Not that the church rotates around me, but I'd love for the opportunity to do my part as a greeter as well. So it's not all on your shoulders. Here's a concluding statement. If you're unable to serve on one of your assigned Sundays, please trade your assignment with another usher or greeter in advance of the actual day. In other words, don't wait till Sunday morning and say, oh yeah, I'm going to go fishing today. No, if you've planned something in advance, contact an usher or greeter in advance. If there's ever a no-show, please recruit someone to fill in that gap so that we have enough usher 
readers. We have directories available. I'm going to email them to everyone that I have email addresses for so that you have the contact information for all the other Usher greeters. I believe there's now 28 of us. Hallelujah. We need more. So if you meet someone that's interested in helping serve in this area, by all means, let's get them on board. Talk to Miss Debbie Ellis, our hospitality director, and we'll get them signed up as well. So all the load's not on a few. But praise the Lord for the 28 of you that are so faithful to serve. As an usher or greeter, you will often be the first person that our guests will meet. And this is very important. First impressions are most important. Never forget how important and appreciated you are. As a pastor of Generations Church, I recognize the church grows not because of the pastor, It grows because of the people. I believe Billy Graham could be a pastor. And if the people of that church are unfriendly, even though he's known as one of the world's greatest preachers, that church will not grow. So what you're doing is so important. And I just want to say thank you. And if you have any suggestions, by all means, get in touch with us and let us know about them. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And as Will Rogers used to say, may the good Lord take a liking to you. God bless you. Amen.